attention deficit disorder with Jack and Jill. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Attention Deficit Dishorror. Or psychological dishorror. We haven't decided yet, although she's decided. We've definitely decided. We've decided. The podcast where we both have ADHD and we talk about horror movies and psychological stuff. I'm Jill. And I'm Jack. And we uh, just decided to do this randomly tonight. We're talking into our phones we had some tortellini, a couple of glasses of wine. This is far from a professional setup, but you know it's fine for our first episode. It's Someone's fine. supposed to be an audio engineer, but here I am talking into my cell phone. Yeah. Well, we only have one Yeti mic and you don't like to use it. You're not talking into your microphone. I am talking into my microphone. Really? Where's your microphone? My phone is two inches from my face right now. <laughs> This podcast sort of started because I love horror movies. I have not always loved them the way that I love them now. Something traumatic happened to me um, in 2019. And ever since then, for whatever reason, my self-care has been I will clean the house, light a candle, and I would, I used to watch a horror movie by myself. And that, for whatever reason, calmed my nervous system. Um, my therapist posited that it was something about that, like, what happened to me felt like a horror movie. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Whatever the reason, it calms me down. I love it. And Jack loves movies. Jack doesn't super care about the genre of the movie, but I worked in movies for he many years. He worked in movies for what, 13 years? Yeah, 13 years, uh set construction, special effects. Yeah, and yet Jack is more grossed out by gore in movies than anyone I've ever met. It's true. Breaking limbs, not great. I hate that. I've done a lot of like special effects makeup. So to mm. me, it, like it does not affect me viscerally. I really, I haven't done special effects makeup on other people. I just used to do costumes on myself. Yeah. I've never done like body horror special effects. It's usually just like fire, rain, wind, shit like that. So that's kind of where we're coming from. And then the other component of this podcast is psychology and talking about ourselves, our relationship, the world. I'm right now in school to be a therapist. We both have ADHD and complex trauma. And Jack is what? Not neurotypical, would we say? Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not, he's he's shy because he hasn't been formally diagnosed yet. Yeah, I don't like to... Um, yeah we're working on getting a formal diagnosis yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll I mean, update you then yeah very confident but still feels weird to like describe myself as uh, autistic without a formal diagnosis well i am a second year therapy student 
Yeah, that qualifies. I diagnose you. Yeah, you should probably know that therapists can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a psychologist (laughs) that I would have to go to, but, you know. Social workers can't diagnose people autistic? No. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to go back and apologize to so many parents. (laughs) (laughs) So we just watched the movie No One Will Save You. And if you don't want spoilers to that movie, do not listen to this podcast. Doubt anyone's listening anyway. Yeah, I think our running policy is just going to be there's going to be spoilers every episode. We're not going to tiptoe around plot. Yeah, no, we can't. We don't have it in us. We both have ADD. We have executive dysfunction. It manifests differently in each of us. For example, I took notes. I did not take notes. And then Jack got extremely sassy and said, oh, I already see how this dynamic is shaping up. True. I'm the studious one and you're the slacker. No, you're going to be the one that carries the show, I think. You think so? Yeah. Why? Because I'm the one who's making us do it? Yeah, and you like talking more than I do. I love talking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like pulling teeth just to get me to be on mic. That's actually not true. You had one moment where you said, I'm nervous about being on mic. And then 30 seconds later, you were like, yeah, you're right. It'll be fine. Yeah, you're right. So, what did you think of the movie? I liked it. A lot of fun. Okay, now we actually don't have a format decided on, so we're just going to dig around. Our initial goal was to make sure that we address both um, psychology stuff, just our own whatever we're dealing with ADHD and psychology-wise, as well as a horror movie. Can you pour me a glass? Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, this bottle's going to be gone. Ugh. Spilling it all over the place. We would pour you a glass, dear listener, but you're not in the vicinity. You're going to have to pour yourself a glass. I guess we should get to it. So, Jack, what I didn't tell you was the reason that I watched this was that I suggested this movie is because that um, Facebook horror movie group I'm a part of, Mm -hmm. someone posted about it and they said, this is the worst thing I've ever seen Really? I wasted my entire... I can't believe I wasted my life seeing this piece of trash. Wrong opinion. And then someone in the comments said, I wish she'd talked more. That's... The point of the movie is that there's no dialogue. Yes. Okay, so the point of the movie is there's no dialogue. It's a clear stylistic choice. Four words of dialogue. Should we give a little bit... I want to... We wanted to start this by giving a summary of the movie for people who didn't watch but um i don't we're not in agreement about what just happened yeah the ending we have some disagreements on i'm right she's wrong now Um, i don't i don't know about that they made it very clear in the last couple seconds that i was right i um but so basically this movie is like a a modern take on like a classic sci-fi gray aliens flying saucers abducting you know people invasion of the body snatchers kind of thing make sure you hold it close to your face i'm 
holding it pretty close. The waves are good. You talk very quiet. Okay, but I'm looking at the waveforms. The waveforms look great. Okay, you are an audio guy. Okay, yes. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that it's a take on Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You think so? Maybe not quite the same. Yeah, yeah, because the townsfolk become possessed by aliens. Okay, my brief summary. We open on a beautiful 50s aesthetic girl. She's... um practicing waving in front of a mirror and she has her whole little life she drives into town you can see the neighbors don't like her the boy she likes doesn't like her back she goes to a headstone you see that her mother's dead she sees a couple and starts crying hysterically and you're like what's going on there and the the man in the couple is a police officer then You see her writing a letter. Well, okay, first she cooks herself a beautiful dinner. Then she writes a letter. I don't know. I didn't take notes. I'm just doing this all from Mm -hmm. memory. Then she writes a letter to her friend Maud. Dear Maud, I saw your parents today. So we're assuming her friend Maud is dead. Uh, And then she she cooks herself a beautiful dinner. She's an amazing 50s aesthetic Instagram life, but it is... 2023 and then she uh practices dancing by herself a classic ballroom sort of waltz type deal then she goes to bed in a beautiful 50s nightgown she wakes up little aliens running all over her house Mm -hmm. so my favorite thing about this movie is wait wait we're in the middle of the summary Okay, but I mean, just how the aliens move. I like that. Oh, okay. You know, okay. this is when we first see the aliens moving around the house. And what's interesting to me is that when they're shown, like, walking a little bit later on, they're very graceful, elf-like kind of motions, although a little bit jerky here and there, very unnatural movements. But when they're shown running, it is so <laughs> it is so goofy they're like these big flat foot duck sounds just like slapping across the ground, just like, <laughs> just like just scurrying. It's funny. What's funny about it is that you it is it does seem it's meant to be comedic. And in the middle of this horror movie where there is no dialogue and she can't super interact with these aliens yet, just the sound effect of them running it was creepy. Was funny. It was funny. But was it was funny. Kind of I thought it was cool that it was funny, mm-hmm. and it was creepy as well. Yeah, there's definitely some moments like their mannerisms are like very sinister and creepy in most scenes, but there are some like kind of cute and funny moments. Wait, too. so I was thinking anyway. for the form for the format, I was thinking I would we would run through a synopsis and okay. then discuss. Keep going. I'm sorry for is that this. is that wrong? No, no, go for it. Go for it. So. Then aliens break into her house and run around and she's scared and she fights them. And then she has this model that she's she and presumably her mother have built of the town. And she takes a part of the structure of one of the buildings of the model and stabs the alien in the head and he dies. We should also note that this is when the moment that she stabs it in the head is the first time that we actually get a clear view of its face. And it just looks like a normal alien. Yeah, it's classic, like, big heads, like, slight body, big eyes, gray style alien. But uh, I will say that the moment that it gets stabbed in the head, it is the moment that it stops looking scary, which I think is intentional. 
like it just suddenly has like you just see, see its face is kind of like a soft little kind of cute face in my opinion <laughs> compared to its terrifying Jack the aliens were so cute i think the faces are cute they're terrifying long fingers which probably can't hold things very well uh are... he kept saying that yeah evolutionarily speaking i don't think their hands make any sense but you know stylistically they were great so then what and uh, what happened then oh she runs into town but finds out that the people well first of all first thing she does is run into the police station where she runs into maude's parents and she's about to tell them like hey uh there's aliens we find out the aliens have also gotten the neighbors. So it's, she's, it's morning now, by the way. She's been in shock all night, and she wakes up, gets like sort of starts moving around in the morning. Are we going into too much detail? No, go ahead. Uh, do you think we're going into too much detail? Just try to just try to like quickly move through it. All right. So she goes into the police station. She sees Maud's parents, and she's about to tell them because the father's a police officer. Oh, there's aliens in my house, and they killed the neighbors. But the mother of Maud sees her and spits in her face. So she's understandably creeped out by that. So she just tries to get on a bus. But once she gets on the bus, she finds out that the people have been invasion of the body snatchered and they try to kill her and she runs away. And then she ends up back at her house somehow because she can't get away. And these aliens that have telekinesis and took out all the power in her house, she's like, okay, well, I guess I'll hole up in my house. And she puts a bunch of boiling waters on and fortifies her home. And then another alien comes in and she throws water all over it. Then the alien finds a picture of her and Maude and stops and stares at it. Then she kills the alien. Then later another alien comes. She sets it on fire in a car. Uh, she explodes a car. Uh, she kills three aliens. Okay, it's been 11 minutes and I haven't finished telling the story of what happened yet. Do you want to try and take it from here? Yeah, she gets chased around by a bunch of aliens the second night. Uh, after like I don't know at some point she tries to get on a bus and run away and then we see the human body aliens who try to grab her who they have some sort of weird parasite in their neck I already said this part you did tell this part oh fuck okay we're at the part where she's already killed the third alien and then she finally gets caught um and they put a parasite down her throat and she vomits up the parasite and then the aliens take the parasite and make another version of her body with it. And the version of her, the other version of her stabs her in the stomach with the same part of the model she used to stab the alien in the head. I don't think this is making sense. It didn't make sense to me when I was watching it. Anyway, she like stabs herself in the face or something. Oh, yeah. And then she has to... I'm tired. I don't think I can do a summary every time. Yeah, you're going to need to take notes on the plot if you want to do this. <laughs> you're going to need to take notes if you want to do a summary recap. This okay. is all out of order. I'm pretty sure you missed the whole part about the body snatch aliens on the no, bus. No, I said the body snatch aliens on the bus. Okay. We'll see when you're editing it. Okay. And so she, like, wakes up. You think it's all been a dream. And then she says, she sees Maude and Maude is like her age now. And she's like, I'm sorry, Maude. I'm sorry. 
And then she pukes up the parasite. Then the parasite forms another version of her. That version of her stabs her in the stomach, but she kills it in its head. And then she holds herself while she dies. The, she holds the invasion of the body snatchers her while she dies. Then the aliens finally catch her. And it's very terrifying. They take her into their ship. You see there are tons of ships all over town. They freeze her in this, this light that like suspends people. And then they touch her head. Now, there have been a couple of points up until then where the aliens have seen pictures of her and Maud and stopped and just stared. So she goes back in time and you see that she killed her friend Maud by hitting her in the head with a rock after her friend had pushed her. And very sad. You see her finally go to her younger self as her younger self, 12 year old self, is writing a letter. Dear Maud, she holds her own hand and looks herself in the eye, and the young her smiles. Then she's released from the alien ship, still stabbed in the stomach, but now she's laughing, and she's happy, and she's crying. And then... The final part of the movie. Final part of the movie. She's super happy. She's clean. She's Gorgeous. Her Life hair is normal is long. again. She rides her bike past the same house where people ignored her and her crush ignored her in the beginning of the movie, but everyone is robotically waving to her. Then they all and happy to see her, and then they all go to a 60s style dance and dance in the exact style that she was dancing by herself in the beginning. And the entire town is there, all dressed in 60s garb, happily dancing with each other. She's dancing with the boy she likes. We pan up and we see spaceships everywhere. The end. So our disagreement about the ending was that you were insisting that she's dead. I did think she was dead. And quite clearly, this is that this is just the new world now because they showed a bunch of aliens doing this whole thing all over the all over the globe doing this thing. So it seems like they kind of had some sort of emotional connection with her. I guess they forgave her. Now she's the only human being left on Earth, it seems like. See, that's not what I think. Do you think that she's one of them, or do you think she's different from the rest of them? I thought that... Okay, there's a couple of things here. Clearly, it doesn't matter what actually happened, because the whole thing's a metaphor for guilt and grief. Yeah, and there's also some themes of, like idealism like you know 50 is famously a very idyllic time well everyone in the town hates her but yet she's building this like beautiful model of the town okay well the 50s are idyllic but the 50s were also characterized by repression yes of course and so she's repressing her guilt about what she's done and she's refusing to forgive herself. So she's got this perfect, beautiful, pristine 50s style aesthetic when inside she's just being terrorized by aliens. Which I think is inherent to idealism in general. Like the whole notion of idealism is that it's not true, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. So, but here's the thing. What if once everybody, say the aliens 
got to understand what's holding everybody back from true happiness and gave each of them a profound experience like what they gave to her and everybody just is ideal now and is happy. Hmm, maybe. Um, I think it's a little bit different because just how much everyone was imitating in the end her mannerisms and behaviors by herself. Like Yes, like they was, were all dressed in her aesthetic. Yes. She was practicing a certain kind of wave so she could wave to a boy she liked in the beginning. And they were all her. mirroring that. They all did that exact same wave. Yeah. She was learning dance steps by herself and then everyone was doing those dance steps. That's why I think she's dead. No, I think that, she, that they used her to create the behaviors of all the humans that they body snatched. Why would they do that? I don't know. I mean, why would they help her? I think they had, I think they had some... When they had the psychic connection where they, like, observed her... Uh, observed her killing her childhood friend, observed her going through the grief and processing that grief. They clearly formed some kind of emotional bond with her. They forgave her for killing the aliens that she killed, clearly, because she was just doing it out of fear. You know, she... She clearly was very upset every time that she killed an alien, it seemed like. At least the first one or what two. What if every time she killed an alien, it was just a shadow of her killing Maud? What do you mean? I don't know. I thought it sounded really profound when I thought yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means. It was either. a shadow of her killing Maud. Of like, um, like, yeah, it's definitely... Like an it, echo? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like, it's definitely a, a repetition of a theme, for sure. Um, Especially that first one when it grabs her and she just, without thinking, has the thing in her hand and stabs yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's very much the same mindset of when she killed her friend. She was just kind of in a panic mode. Well, we've discussed what we think about the movie. And now for the second part of this podcast, which is psychology. Is something going on on your phone? I'm just looking over my notes. Um, is your voice recorder still running? Yes, it is. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So for psychology of this film. This is more your area than mine. I think you're very perceptive. That's true. I have I do think you should hold your phone closer to your face. Okay. You're going to get to see me micromanage Jack It now. is now two inches from my face instead of three inches as it previously was. <laughs> that was at least five inches. No. That was at least an average dick's length from your face before. Okay. Now it's even more than an average. Because like I'm that's a well endowed. Trying to read my notes. Okay. Okay. I liked how. Okay. One thing that was interesting to me is just minor stylistic choice. The aliens were kind of all different sizes. At first, it was subtle enough that I thought that it was just like a mistake. And then they had the really long forward, long limbed alien that I've been calling the semaphore alien because it seemed like it was doing some sort of weird semaphore communications. Oh. During this movie, Jill, you revealed that you did not know what semaphore is. Yeah, what's a semaphore? Semaphore is a uh, very old communication. Uh, I think it's a naval communication. It's a way to communicate long With distances. With your belly button? <laughs> naval, nice. Uh, basically, you, uh, it's a person has two flags, and they just hold their right arm and their left arm, holding the flags in different positions to equal to mean different letters. So they just do a bunch of different arm motions in a short period of time to, like, write messages to each Got other. Got it. And I'll, so it was kind of doing that with its weird fucking gangly arms. I was thinking of that as the, the spider spaceship. alien. Yeah, it's also very spider-like, that's true, even though it only had four limbs. 
So Jack and I were kind of perplexed because all of the aliens were very different and there there seemed to be no consistent rules like a big alien you injure it it turns small but the other alien you injure it it stays the same size that was weird to me is that the second alien appeared to be initially the same sort of humanoid like regular height shape of an alien but then throughout the conflict as it started like crouch down and stuff like that it just seems like half the size all of a sudden and I couldn't tell if that was just because it was in a suddenly a crouching, like, slow position, but I think it was actually smaller, too, at that point, which is weird to me. At the end of the day, <laughs> you know, every alien's just a metaphor for guilt. And, yeah. Uh... You know, one thing that I was kind of interested in, just speaking a little bit more of, like, the mechanics of the world. Um, so they all eventually, it's revealed that they have these, sort of, like, Paris, like, these, like, like tentacle little clumps in their throat. Wait, I just want to stop real quick to be like, I, I just said, okay, let's delve into the psychology of this. And Jack said, this is really more Jill's area. Let me pull up my notes and really get into the nitty gritty of the mechanics yes, of the this world. Is my, this is my detail. <laughs> this, this is my uh, expertise real quick. Fuck the psychology. We'll Fuck the ethos of it. the podcast. Hey, you know what? This is an ADD themed podcast. I am being <laughs> on theme right now. Okay. Fair um, point. Hyperfixation is when I when if hyperfixating on something else when a topic that I don't want to discuss is presented to me. Um, so it's actually the ADHD and now I'm forgetting what I was and about autism to say. podcast. Okay, all right. There's a lot of overlapping. Um, what was I saying? You were talking about the tentacles. Okay, okay. So a question that I want to pose to you about how the world works, the world okay. building. To me? You want to pose the question to me? Is the alien, is the true essence of the alien, the gray, big-headed aliens, or are those creatures also just a different species that is being possessed by a third species, which is the little tentacle clumps that live in their throats? That. Oh, Jesus. Is it possible these little tentacle monsters actually enslaved the gray aliens? And that is just their sort of, like, general form. But who's actually pulling the strings of these weird little tentacle clumps? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because the alien vomited the tentacle clump just like she vomited the tentacle clump. I really don't know. I couldn't tell you. My area is not... Jack's area is the mechanics of the world. Jack understands the logistics of how movies work. I do not. It's pretty insane how he always knows what's going on. And if you saw me watch a movie, the extent to which I don't understand the logistics of what's going on is staggering. You under you always really understand what's going on between the characters, what's going on in their heads. Right, like I... I will understand every emotion felt by the character, every character dynamic. But if you ask me, like, where are they right now? <laughs> mm-hmm. I cannot give that to you. Mm-hmm. Which I, that's very much a metaphor for how I am in life. I cannot navigate my way around this world, but I can navigate my way around the people in my life. It's true. Look, we did it. We brought it back. Well brought said. it back to the psychology. Okay, okay, so I guess, okay, we're finding the dynamic. You talk about the logistics. I talk about the psychology. Yes? 
I understand what you mean by when you say logistics. Yes, let's leave it at that. Should we explain what I mean when I say logistics? Am I saying... It's, an, it's a perfectly adequate word to describe the concept you're trying to describe. The worlds, the rules of the world, I don't generally understand how we... We watched Lord of the Rings. It was my first time last week. Yeah, only, I, I was explaining everything every step of the way. Sometimes four or five times the same thing had to be explained. It's okay. Generally, it's a very... There's a lot of, like, politics in that movie, too. And that's something that you sometimes have a hard time following. I really, really, really do. And politics is like one of Jack's passions. I, I also hate it, but it is something, <laughs> it is something that, uh, unfortunately, I am very steeped in. He passionately understands politics. Yeah, I, I understand it. Uh, yeah. Understand it enough to hate most of what's going on in it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know if it's because I, because I, I don't know if I just can't learn things I hate. Today I was trying to read a chapter of my research book. I'm in, I'm in social work school. I'm studying to be a therapist, hence the psychology part of the podcast. You know, it's interesting because politics is essentially like an extension of psychology, you know, like it's about like people's needs and what people need and what they will try to do to get what they need or what they want, you know, and how that factors into other people's needs and wants and what they have. When you were explaining kind of collide together. When you were explaining like the Cuba embargo to me today. <laughs> sorry. I just turned on the TV with my cat slipper. Whoops. When you were explaining the Cuba embargo to me today, that made absolutely no sense whatsoever. When you were explaining to me how give I uh when you didn't understand why land reform caused the people who previously owned the land to get so mad at the government for taking the land from them and giving it to the people of Cuba as opposed to uh you know, extractive foreign corporations. That makes so little sense to me that my brain completely turns off. Well, because you understood that it was fair to do that. And then you didn't understand why the fact that that doing that... You could get murdered for doing that? Yeah, because people were making large amounts of money from it and now they're not making large amounts of money from it anymore. Basically, the more Jack teaches me about politics, the more I want to fucking kill myself. Yeah, no, it's bleak, for sure. Uh, Was there any more wine in that bad boy? Yeah, there's a little bit left. I'm sorry. You're sorry? I've been drinking some of it. You have? You drank without me, and now there's none left? How many glasses have you had? Uh, One and a half, two. You've had two? I've had two. How have you been? Why are you apologizing? We've had the same amount. Here, let's see. That has to have turned. Oh, this is alcohol-removed wine? What the fuck? Why did you buy this? What? We've been drinking alcohol. Stop it. Cabernet Sauvignon. I did not buy this. Alcohol-removed wine. Stop it. We drank so much of it. When did we drink this? That bottle's two-thirds gone. Smell it and see if it's turned. I want to try it. When did we get this? 
This is insane. Stop it. Alcohol removed wine. Did they put the alcohol back in after they took it out? <laughs> Doubtful. Does, does it smell like vinegar? I want to try no, it. No, it smells like too fruity for wine. I don't know. Give it to me. You just think that because you read the label. Clearly, we drank two-thirds of this before. At some point. I do not know where this wine came from. Why do we have this? I don't think I bought that one. Um, one of us did, and we just didn't see the alcohol removed because we have ADD. Ooh. We have vermouth. This is just juice. Yeah, right? It doesn't... There's no fermented... Okay, Jack, add the vermouth to the alcohol-removed wine, and we'll have wine. Okay. I've <laughs> had this vermouth for a long time. How much time. are we going to keep of this? This is the ADHD podcast, so we can really keep as much as we want. Uh, okay, we're going to do something here. Experiment with this. Okay, so here's the thing. This woman did something horrible in her past, but she was a child. And she didn't mean to. And there were such horrific consequences. I mean, the mother of that girl spat in her face for something that she did when she was 12. She's 23 in the present day. Wait, don't ruin the wine. Don't ruin the wine. Try it with yours first. Mine has wine in it already. That's real. You know, it's been a long time since we've gotten a movie that's pure metaphor for grief and guilt. We had, what, the... um. The Babadook was a metaphor for grief. It was very good. Yeah. And I appreciate that this was all about psychology, and I did enjoy it, and I did think that... Did you just say, where's my phone? I have it now. It's been in your hand the whole time. No, it hasn't. I set it down. Okay. You're getting cranky with me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting a little cranky. I don't know what's going on. What did I do? I'm just being sassy. That's because every time we have to be in front of people, you think that it's not okay to show them how sweet you are to me and how much you love me. That's true. I'm nothing like this when we're just alone together. (laughs) He's so sweet to me. I turn into a baby. (laughs) I turn into a baby. No, that's true. You're the baby. I'm the person coddling the baby. We're getting into internal family systems therapy speak. Parts work. Mm -hmm. My baby parts tend to come out around Jack. Yeah, I feel honored that I'm the only person who gets to see that side of you. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's an honor. It's nice. I like the babies. Jack calls all of my children part his children. Yeah, my children. I love my children. (laughs) Okay, so what were we talking about? Grief? We need like a third neurotypical person to help us stay on topic. How was that? Horrible? Let me try, let me try, let me try. It's the job. It'll get the job done. I mean. Okay, this is a mixture of vermouth and and alcohol-removed wine wine. that we drank two-thirds of the bottle of without realizing it was alcohol-removed. I wonder how we were acting that night. Okay, it smells like a sweet wine. It's probably the vermouth. It's a sweet vermouth. It just tastes like an extremely sweet wine. Okay, so here's the thing. What the fuck was I talking about? It was going to be good, too. Psychology. Yeah, no, but you know about psychology. Don't act like you don't like it. No, I I know. I do. Do you have any idea what I was talking about? 
Uh, the, you know, she was being, uh, held to the standard of an adult for an action that she was, did when she was 12. Yes, she did this when she was 12 and she had no ill intent whatsoever. She was just acting on pure impulse. And we've all done that, that we've all fucked up when we were acting in fight or flight. We've all murdered our friends. (laughs) You haven't done that? No. So, okay, so here's the thing. We do things. Most of us don't have ill intent. And those things become our trauma. And our body gets stuck. Our nervous system gets stuck at the point when that trauma occurred. And part of us gets stuck in a loop. Reliving it again and again. Like when you get one part of a song stuck in your head. And the aliens freed her from that loop. I don't really understand what happened after that, but I understand that she was free, whatever that means for her. She was freed, and then as a reward, uh, the world was created in her image. If you say so, can I have some more of that? Yep. We're getting drunkity drunk tonight. It's okay, it's our weekend. I have to do work tomorrow, but it's Jack's weekend. Yeah. You know, we initially wanted to call this podcast Attention Deficit Disorder because we thought that was hilarious. That was not the original. Okay, the original was Attention Horror with a... With the WH. WH. Attention horror. Um, it was going to be attention horror and then really small and Jack because I would be the attention horror. Mm-hmm. And then Jack is there. Could I have it? Oh, yeah. He poured it, but then he just sat down. This is a bit of a mess, huh? That's our thing. It's fine. That's our thing. We're all over the place. We can't expect the audience of anybody who clicked on an attention deficit disorder themed podcast People to follow a coherent train of thought anyway. They're on this roller coaster with us. What if every episode ended with a murder? To keep on theme with the horror. Ended with a murder? There's only two of us in this room right now. Who Who is it going to be? There would only be two episodes if we did it that way. No, I think there would only be one episode. Well, then you murder yourself the second episode. You, so the second episode would be just me. It would be a solo episode. Right, like you record by yourself. I guess you'd hire someone to murder you for the second episode, but you were the only one on the mic. Hmm. That reminds me. I want to track down this song that I heard a long time ago. Uh, Big Audio Dynamite. Great band. Uh, Mick Jones of The Clash had a side project. <laughs> called Big Audio Dynamite. Really, like, a lot of sampling in Jack's that. having fun now that he knows he doesn't um, have to stick anyway, to any kind of a, a format. great, funny song about a guy who hires a uh, hitman to kill his wife. And then I forget how the song goes. It's been, like, 20 years since I've heard it. And then at some point, there's, like, a point, like, there's a moment where, like, he's on the phone talking to the hitman, and he's getting really mad. And then he, and he's, like... Uh, threatening the hitman and then he accidentally tells the hitman his address and then the hitman just says oh okay I'll see you soon and then hangs up anyway Whoops. it's really it's really funny I wish I could find that song it's have you heard Big that Audio magnetic Dynamite. field song yeah oh yeah 
magnetic fields. I'm going to listen to a little bit of their music. It's like a duet. And she's like, are you out of love with me? Are you longing to be free? Do I drive you up a tree? And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. And then she just keeps going Mm -hmm. um, until the end when it's like, did you kill me? And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Did you kill me? Well, first it's, are you having an affair? And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. And then it's like something about stab me with a knife. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, I die, I die, I die. So it's over, you and I. Was my whole life just a lie? Yeah, oh, yeah. And I used to think it was so funny. I thought that was the funniest song I'd ever heard. And now I'm like, yeah, that was really sad. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. We should listen to it. Too bad neither of us can remember the names of the songs we're both mentioning. Mine's Yo, yeah. Oh, is that really what it's called? Yeah. Yo, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, one of us <laughs> does, I guess. <laughs> um, so please, if any listeners, we probably don't have any listeners, uh, know the name of the song Jack's thinking of. Uh, Big Audio Dynamite. I will pro- try to find it and then maybe put it at the end of the episode. Oh, are we allowed to do that? No, but people do it anyway, and I'm sure if we don't have enough listeners, people will not notice. Okay, you hear that? Don't also, listen to the podcast. Okay. Also, Big Audio Dynamite, their whole thing was sampling. They can't get mad at me for this. Um. Okay, so just play two bars of it. We'll play a little longer than that, but yeah. However many bars we're allowed to play. I won't do the whole song. You know... How do you feel about our how do you feel about this format where we talk about the we summarize the movie, we discuss the movie, you discuss logistics, I discuss psychology, and then we talk about whatever we want. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Yeah, and if uh, they don't like it, they can listen to something else. Yeah, if you don't like it, you can listen to something else, and I say that with all the love in the world. Yeah, I hope you did like this. I don't know why you would, but I hope you did anyway. I hope we get 10 listens. Ten. Yeah. And I hope they listen all the way through, and I hope it. I hope they get something from it. If fifteen people listen to it, imagine fifteen people in a room listening to you speak. That's nice. Do you think you're gonna have time to edit this podcast? You work so hard. Yeah, we'll keep these short. All right, and also, we're not really gonna have guests. We're not gonna have guests. We're decent at speaking i think we're not doing a ton of us and ums we're not you know it's not gonna be too hard and we can just have the same time where we do the editing once a week we could yeah probably sundays maybe sunday morning and then we spend the rest of the day having fun yeah. Or maybe we go out for breakfast on Sunday and then we come back and edit and then we go out and have fun. Yeah. Or nice. let's be realistic, stay in and watch another movie because yeah, that's go, our... <laughs> go out to breakfast. How often do we do that? Uh, we've been doing it more ever since I started healing my eating disorder, that's which true. is something we'll probably talk about later. Trigger warning, eating disorders. We're going we're gonna to talk about it all. We're going to talk about what? Eating disorders, sexual assault, nothing's off limits. It's a psychology podcast, and we both have complex trauma, so... I still have 
uh, nail polish in my leg hair. <laughs> From when you, uh, when I guess when I knocked uh-huh, over your you. nail polish in the bathroom uh, several days ago. It was the most Jack thing ever. I opened the medicine cabinet door a little too aggressively. And uh, unfortunately, her nail polish bottles were perched a little precariously on the medicine uh-huh, cabinet shelf. Uh-huh. It was a uh, equal parts are my fault and your fault. Sure. Okay. I, we have so settled I there. Had, we live in New York. I was, it was the closing night of a musical I was in in Philadelphia. And I, I was stressed out running around trying to get ready to leave when I hear a crash and it turns out Jack has shattered two of my nail polishes in the bathroom and there's nail polish all over the floor. It's red. It looks like someone has been stabbed. Yeah, blood red. We, we own no nail polish remover. The bathroom is still stained and- I'll get to it eventually. Jack's legs are still covered. Just still picking it off my leg hair. It, yeah, and it has been over a week. Okay, now I just sound dirty. Well, you are dirty. You said you were going to shower today, and you didn't. All right, ADHD. I'm cutting this out. I'm cutting this part no, out. No, you're not cutting this out because this is part of having ADD. Sometimes we forget to shower. I'm cutting this out. Jack has ADHD as well as autism, mm. and he does not like the sensation of being wet. Mm. And so sometimes it's harder for him to shower. And you can cut this out if you want, or we can just be open about it in case maybe somebody else feels that way too. Okay. It's okay. You're not stinky. Yes, I am. <laughs> I was trying to we help. We both know I am. I was trying to help. The cat loves it, though. I was trying to help you save face. The cat does. Sometimes I think he avoids showering just for the cat. Dude, she loves to rub up on me. She loves to curl up next to me. She loves to do tent time. Whenever I'm smelly. She loves it. And I love that she loves it. I think it's because I stay further away from him when he's smelly and the cat feels sorry for him. That's, you're allowed to believe that. No. I, I, love, I love your pheromones, baby. Thank you. Do we have anything else we want to get, get off our chests? Is there anything else the listeners need to know? We're still feeling out our format, obviously. There probably won't be a str- Well, okay. There may end up being a strict format because we both tend to rebel against structure, but we know that we need it. Or we'll just keep it loosey-goosey because it is about two people with ADHD who love horror movies. Well, Jack doesn't love them. I love them. It's okay. Oh, I had one... Uh, uh, Alternative interpretation of what happened towards the end of the movie. Okay. Way, I don't want to hit you with. Okay. So the aliens put the tentacle clump in her throat, and that gives them uh, ability to access her memories. They all watch her kill her friend. And what if uh, the reason they grow to like her is that they think, oh, humans express friendship by killing each other. So when she killed our comrade, <laughs> she was expressing friendship. And this is just how humans communicate. It's sort of like the classic, like, no, no, the aliens, they, they think they're acting threatening. They, they shot the dove with the ray gun, a, a la Mars attacks. And that's just how they express the friendship or whatever. I love it. This yeah. is the one. Yeah. You're right. That's my take. This is so sweet. Then the aliens, the aliens are, are going to have a new culture where every time they like someone, they kill them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, she killed three of our people. She must love them. Mm-hmm. All right. That's been episode one. If you hung in there, you are a saint and I love you and you're probably my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Janice. <laughs> okay. We love you, listeners. Even if you're hate listening. <laughs> we hate love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. One last thing, it turns out we it's it's the morning now and we looked it up and Jack was right. Everyone else in the town had been invasion of the body snatchered and the aliens saw what happened to Bryn, took pity on her and then decided that they were just going to let her have all of their invasion of the body snatchered corpses as her friends and live in her ideal world and throw a dance. And I told you that Jack is better at understanding the logistics of movies. Is logistics the right word, no, though? It's not the right word. It's okay. <laughs> I told you that Jack was better at understanding movies than I am. Maybe plot. Plot, yeah. I really, really, really don't understand plots. But I totally got the whole um, guilt redemption arc. So, mm-hmm. oh, also uh, alienation is a theme that I've heard to mention. Obviously, aliens, alienation. Huh. Thank you for that, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, bye, everyone. My mom. <laughs> <laughs>